what does the 2020 University of Wyoming football team have to do with prospectology? Stay tuned to find out after a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back all you prospectology fans. Today on episode 16 of Prospectology, I'm taking a look at a team from the Mountain West Conference in the Wyoming Cowboys. And I'm going to give you my season outlook on them, position by position breakdown, and final record in 2020 at the end of the episode. So without further ado, let's hop into it. The Wyoming Cowboys were 8-5 and five last year uh, with a 38-13 win against Georgia State in their bowl game. And it all starts from the top with quarterback Sean Chambers, uh, 6'3", 223, uh, only played in eight games last year, and injuries were a a bit of a concern for him the last two years, Um, so he needs to stay healthy. But when he was for those eight games, he had 567 yards rushing last year, and 10 touchdowns, which is highly impressive, makes a lot of plays with his legs, not so good in the passing uh, style. More of a playmaker with with his legs. Uh, but they also have redshirt freshman Levi Williams, who played the last two games of the year last year because Chambers went down with injury. And Levi Williams is 6'5", 208 pounds, much better passer than Sean Chambers, but can give you a little bit of a dual threat, can make some plays with his legs, but more of a pocket passer type of player. And look for him to kind of develop, and when Sean Chambers graduates, he'll take over the play-calling duties. But I think they're going to use both these players in split duty uh, on offense. And they'll have a lot of playmakers on the offensive side of the ball to help them out. But, however, you need protection as a quarterback. And Wyoming has definitely has the protection in front of these two quarterbacks with all five starters returning on the offensive line. Uh, Lots of experience between the five, including a lot of depth behind them. And they also get a few players that started at the beginning of the year back from injury. And just a couple of names to keep in mind are their center, Keegan Kreider, and left tackle, Alonzo Velasquez. So look for that unit to be one of the stronger positions on the offensive side of the ball. But the most experienced and versatile position group On this offensive side of the ball is the running back position, where all three returners come back. Uh, Leading rusher, Zazavian Valaday, who had 1,265 yards rushing last year, will lead the attack there. Whereas, coming back from injury, Titus Fenn and Trey Smith have to come back from injury to provide that second and third punch to give uh, Zazavian some some breathing room. Uh, But, however, Sven and Smith combined for 576 rushing yards last year together. 
uh, leading a Mountain West rushing attack who was number two uh, in all of the Mountain West. So that's a very deep position group depending on how healthy they stay. Um, Going to the passing side of things on the offense, they really hurt themselves last year by not having really much of a passing attack, which caused your team not to really be balanced. So defensive teams tend to focus on the fact that you have to run the ball to pretty much eat clock and beat you. So at the wide receiver's position, they lose two of their top playmakers on the offensive wide receiver group. But they do have Aiden Eberhardt, Gunnar Gentry, and Dante Crow coming back. And for a team that didn't really utilize some of the playmakers that they had at the receiver position, uh, they got a lot of production out of their tight ends. Um, Nate Weinman and Jackson Marcotte being two of them. And, uh, but it's sad because... At the tight end position, uh, they had half of the team's passing touchdowns last year with two touchdowns. So that just shows you how much this team lacked of a, a passing game. So if they want to be balanced on offense, they're going to have to eat some clock with the running game, which can make plays and kind of where it's needed make some plays in the passing game, which I think Levi Williams will help him with the passing, but Sean Chambers really needs to stay on the field and and not only make plays with his legs, but prove that he can make some plays in the passing passing game, so uh, for an offense who only scored 25.3 points per game last year, uh, not terrible, but not great. Uh, This team is going to be led by their defense if they're going to have any say in competing with Air Force and Boise State for the top of the Mountain West Conference. Uh, Their defense is where it's at, though. Uh, Defense that only let up 17.7 points per game, 2.9 yards per attempt uh, under Jack Dickert. Uh, They run a 4-2-5 defensive alignment. Um, and some of their ranks within the Mountain West Conference is second in points allowed, third in rushing yards allowed, and fourth in total yards allowed in general. And this is a team that returns five starters on the defensive side of the ball. And they return six of the eight defensive linemen, um, most of them not starters, but uh, fewer starters and, and more depth rotation players. So, uh, Coach Dicker has a lot to work with on this defensive side of the ball. And on the defensive line in general, uh, they were led in sacks by a richer freshman, uh, defensive end Solomon Bird, who finished the year with six and a half sacks leading the team. And on the other side of him, they'll have a veteran in Garrett Crawl. And at the deep DT position, which they... One player they suspended and kind of released him off the team. And I don't know the reason why, but 
Ravante Holt, who's a defensive tackle for this team, uh, coming back from injury, missed all last year with an ACL injury, needs to be the the leader of that interior of the defensive line to really stay on the field and and make some plays for for this defense, uh, who will have some holes at the linebacker position, considering Logan Wilson and Cash Malua uh, went to the NFL. Logan Wilson drafted in the third round by the Cincinnati Bengals. Don't really know where Cash Malua went. Uh, if you know, hit my Twitter up, at Luch Bryant. Just let me know. Uh, and they're going to be led by a sophomore. Uh, Chad Muma uh, will play middle linebacker, taking over for Logan Wilson, who was fourth in all of Wyoming football history in tackles. Uh, so made tons of plays from that middle linebacker spot and really kept that defense together for a team that uh, played incredible ball on the defensive side of the ball, uh, just hoping that their offense would give them a little bit more of a boost. But at the cornerback and safety position, they'll have some playmakers there. Uh, starting with redshirt freshman free safety, Rome Weber. Um, they'll get their cornerback, Aziz Hearn, who will earn the first cornerback spot. Uh, and he's a transfer from Arizona last year, uh, but also needs to stay healthy. And you'll hear me say it a lot during this um, outlook that this team in general needs to stay healthy if they want to have any success and be a a big-time player in this conference. Um, and on the other side of Aziz Hearn will be cornerback C.J. Colden. Um, also, injury concerns. Didn't finish the last two seasons uh, with an injury. But they do have some bright spots in that secondary, uh, starting with their nickel corner. Keon Blankenbaker uh, led the team in pass breakups with 10, so gets his hands on a lot of balls and makes some plays for that Wyoming secondary. Looking at their schedule, there are some games that could be 50-50 and some games that I don't really think they'll be close in. And one of those, one, let's go over some of the easy wins. Um, New Mexico, uh, Weber State, which will not be a pushover uh, because there are always players in the FCS uh, division or on that side of football. They're always seem to make the playoffs there. Um, Nevada will be an easy win, I believe. Uh, Colorado State, who's kind of rebuilding and also have new head coaches. Uh, Utah State, who loses Jordan Love as their quarterback, will take a big step back. That could be an easy win. Uh, Some of the losses, which I think either some of them will definitely be losses, and some of them are just 50-50. Louisiana. They go to Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, pretty tough team. It could be a toss-up. Uh, last year, Wyoming was pretty bad on the road, 6-0 and at home. 
and most of their tougher games are at home, but Louisiana isn't one of them, and Louisiana isn't going to win the Mountain West Conference, but they always seem to compete. Uh, look for them to go to Louisiana, and that's a game could go either way, but I, I feel they'll lose that game. Just not a lot of uh, firepower on the offensive side of the ball and the running game. Uh, Louisiana will just key on that and won't bode well for the Cowboys. So Air Force, uh, using that option offense, they'll be a hard time uh, considering Air Force and Boise State are always competing with each other for that top spot in the Mountain West. Uh, so they'll lose the Air Force, definitely. Boise State. Uh, Boise State goes to Wyoming to play them. I was starting to think that it could be a 50-50 game, but I don't see with the experience and big game experience in general for Boise State that they'll lose that game. Even though Wyoming is pretty tough to beat the last couple of years, at Wyoming, uh, considering the last three years they've had at least eight win seasons. Uh, so very highly competitive, especially with that home field advantage. But I see Boise State just being a little too much uh, for uh, Wyoming, uh, especially for an offense that really needs to get their act together to help out their defense. Uh, Utah. Uh, Utah's in rebuild mode. They lose their starting cornerback. Um, they lose, uh, yeah, their starting quarterback in Huntley. They lose a lot of players on that defensive line in the secondary. Uh, some playmakers at running back and Chad Moss. So they're kind of in like a, I wouldn't say rebuild, but transitioning to get more younger uh, talent there and I think that game could be 50-50 especially it Utah coming to Wyoming but give me Utah the experienced uh, always seem to rebuild and retool their, their team look for Utah to win a close one there and then uh, the last game San Diego State this could also be a 50-50 because there's years where San Diego State is really good and then there's years where they have a down year and don't know what team you're going to get with San Diego State. But this year I feel like they'll be pretty competitive even though they won't be in the running for the Western Conference or the Mountain West Conference. Uh, so look for them to lose that game. I feel like they'll go 8-5 and five again this year. Solid for a bowl game, but this team's actually really good. Uh, they would be even better if most of their star players could stay healthy, and health will be a big factor not only in their team, but of any football team in general. If your starting quarterback goes down and misses most of the year, you have some running backs that go down, uh, people on the defensive side of the ball, are not playing the best availability is availability you have to be there to make plays if you're not there you can't make plays for your team so 
That is my season outlook on the Wyoming Cowboys. Stay tuned for the next episode of Prospectology. Hit me up on my Twitter if you want to hear about a team, talk about a player, or just say, hey, uh, you can hit me up at Luch Bryant on Twitter. Stay tuned for more Prospectology. Thank you all for listening. And stay tuned for more on Prospectology.